Good morning on this November 3rd, 2012. As I rise on to begin the first year of the second half of the century, praising the Lord ever for His grace and His mercy. For if it was that I would have been dead years ago, and I definitely would have been dead and in Sheol years ago. I praise Him forever and eternally. As I ponder and I look at a stack of newspaper clippings going back to June, where after reading a particular article, kind of was prompted of the Lord with a few reminders. Realize I have to go through them and just share with y'all. Most of these articles came out of the Boston Globe Sunday paper. This one is in the Money's in Career section on June 3rd, 2012. The better section says the living's not easy. It's basically just talking about the resort systems in uh, the Cape and Maine. But it's like this all over the uh, nation, all over the world. Uh, we grew up under the fear of our Lord and our Savior. Well, we didn't, but our, our forefathers did, who built this country and raised their children, according to Deuteronomy 6, 6 and 7, with the fear, you know, the fear of the Lord. And to obey Him and His commands every single day. Uh, and we were each to labor. And that labor would be hard. Well here we are. Way up here in the 21st century now. Well away from that one. Not teaching the right ways of the Lord. Raising our kids with trust funds. We figure well we don't want our kids to work hard like we did. We won't have a trust fund and have an easy life. Don't we know that's the devil's life? That ain't God's life? Did not God tell Adam and Eve after they sinned? That told Adam that the work would be hard? Told Eve that she would bring forth babies? Uh, with much trials and tribulation and pain? Have we not now... Set doctors to make us feel comfortable, to get for the ladies, to provide drugs, mainly Demerol, so that they numb the pain, so they don't feel it. Don't we know when we're numbing the pain, we possibly just may be numbing the Holy Spirit? Husband and wives didn't go to the hospital when it was time to have a baby. Usually had the baby right there in their home. <laughs> With a medical professional that came there, didn't have the drugs, didn't have the uh, things of that nature. As far as our kids, I was blessed to be trained to not be afraid to work. The negative with that, the devil's temptation for that, was we have made work an idol as a way, the only way to get things. Things still come as a blessing from God. There is nothing in Scripture says the harder we work, 
And the longer hours we work, the bigger the house, the bigger the car. If God wants to provide us, wills to provide us that larger size car so we can transport either a larger family or family and neighbors, kids, family and neighbors to church, say, who may not have a vehicle. He's not going to give a big SUV for a family of four with a lot of room so the kids don't have to get near each other. Don't have to be on top of each other's. That is nowhere in scriptures either. Think back to those covered wagons with the big families and all the household possessions in it. There was not a lot of room. My family vacations was just me with a little space. Dad driving my passenger seat and me in the back enjoying it. Enjoying the ride. And what we know today is a cramped little space. Our big houses. We have real estate agents that have, whether they work directly for the builder developer or independently, have embraced the devil's temptation to say, okay, yeah, so we can get bigger commissions. Let's inflate the prices of these houses. We have, today we have, we have given our, my, our kids trust funds so they don't have to work. And this article basically is talking about, I'm just going to read one quote of it. You can easily search uh, on Boston Globe's webpage, bostonglobe.com. They may or may not charge, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm looking at the actual paper, which I will not save. But it's like one quote from a resort in Maine, Sabasco Harbor Resort in Maine, from the owner saying they're doing these foreign students, the visa system over here students, they're doing a lot of jobs that honestly it's hard to find Maine kids to do without the foreign students, especially those who can stay into the fall, he added, we'd be dead. I mean, We make up, we have believed another one of the devil's lies to say that we called the work that American manufacturers have found, workers American manufacturers found in countries like China or other Asian countries, we call them slave wages. No, they're just doing an honest day's work for an honest day's wage. They're trained and they're not afraid to work. They work to put food on the family's table and perhaps provide, and hopefully provide for the neighbors. Um, we don't. We're an individualistic society. We're not a society community. That's another sin, actually, and it is a sin that God hates it. We are despised. We are no longer a body of the body of Christ, acting like the body of Christ. Jesus, we are supposed to love one another, and we are supposed to assist one another. If someone has a position, another don't. We are supposed to help those that don't. There's a false teaching that's been ringing in my ear for on and off for probably throughout the past week again. And I remember that even this morning, I recalled it in that it's an old parable like says, if we give a man a fish, yeah, 
he can feed his family for the day or he can eat for the day. But if we teach a man to fish, that's probably the defense. Uh, if we teach a man to fish, then he can help himself and feed himself uh, for that moment on. That I don't know where this first started, but do we? I mean, we actually so stupid and so become so stupid and so foolish as to think that's in the scripture. Do everything we hear, are we doing like the Bereans did in the Book of Acts, actually checking, going and checking in the Word of God to make sure it's there? They checked Paul. Now we know Brother Paul was only speaking the Word of God when he was, you know, as he was being filled with the Spirit. He speak what he sees and what he hears. We're not all our pastors are not all doing that now. We're bringing something as an example in. It's what God richly taught us through a circumstance or through a situation. I praise God for this journey that He has had me on for the past roughly three years. Going outside of Central. To actually see what's outside. The need for the true gospel. And how there are churches... That are similar in nature, though maybe smaller in stature and nature, but still very similar. That they're coming in, praising the Lord, hearing the word of God, and then going back outside and living their individualistic life. They're leaving the word of God basically at the door, and they pick it up the following Sunday night if there's still a Sunday night service, or Wednesday night if there's still a Wednesday night service. Or some aren't picking it up again until they come back in on Wednesdays. If they have the Bibles, they either stay on the back window. I've seen many of them on the back windows of cars. I said, okay, you're sitting in a traffic light. God can inspire you with a word. But the enemy, don't forget, also knows the word better than us. But he twists the word. He will never bring the real, true, in-context word. He will always, but in some cases, unfortunately, he's better than us. Remember what his position formerly was until he became prideful to his own destruction. He's defeated. He can't repent and turn back to the Lord. We can repent daily, sincerely, when we get checked. We can become, there are some areas of my life that I can feel one is lack of fellowship. One is brothers reaching out a hand. It could be through a phone, through an email. Keeping keeping each other in the word. Most people don't want, most people, most of the brothers, sisters that I've run across do not want the whole counsel of God. They want the good stuff, but they don't like to be checked. If they're going to be checked, they want it to be somebody they want, not who God may choose to use. They they like to be used to correct another brother, and that is, we should want to be used in that nature to a point. But we don't want to so like the checking others that we ourselves can no longer be checked. That's another warning that we have to be careful of. 
because we're going to mess up. We're going to screw up every single day. But when we attack, and I've done it in ignorance and stupidity, when we attack the the liver, David could have easily had Nathan killed. He was the king. He had that authority. He could have easily had it, but he knew he was from God, and he knew he was delivering God's message. Nathan didn't come there just with a chastening. He came there also filled with the love of God and the grace of God. God could have easily took David out and created another man. He's told Moses that several times. He was going to say, okay, I'll just make a nation of you. Knowing that. But he knew Moses' heart. For the people. He knew. He could easily be like those people. And he stood up for the people. We have sin. We have brothers and sisters that are committing sins each and every day. Again. There is absolutely nothing in scripture about single parent ministries. About children being raised and unwed. Not counting widows. Apart from widows. Actually. The younger widows are commanded by God. To remarried, if we actually rightly divide the word of truth, so that they may not enter sin and become gossips. If the older ones are to care for the younger ones, when I I rarely see that. I almost said I don't see that, uh, but I was you know, corrected. I was arrested by the spirit right there. Praise God. Uh, but then again. All those areas. So let's get back on topic here a little bit. That area, because you know we can easily go deeper. Yeah, that is our article. Look at the number of phone calls. They're not afraid to work. We need to stop being so stupid to justify our forty, fifty dollar an hour jobs. My first job at officially fourteen years of age. I actually started performing those jobs when I was thirteen. I was actually charged with. Cutting the grass of the uh, parents' whole land was probably just under an acre, probably uh, three quarters of that was actual grass, not all level. And we didn't always have, it was always a push mower. Couldn't use my lawnmower. My lawnmower was, it's stupid. That actually breeds laziness. Unless you have a farm, you don't need a Ryan lawnmower. I've seen the big lands around Charlotte by the richer areas. Those people are already lazy because they hire people. Get out there and cut the grass. We don't want to do it because we don't like the heat. Got to, again, go back to uh, the Old Testament. What did God tell Abraham? I mean, uh, Adam, after he sinned, that what he will work with the sweat on his brow. We don't want to do that. We create those little Ryan Lombards to get the job done quicker. So we can do what? So we can go and play golf. So we can go to the country club. So we can go to the gym. We think to witness. You and I both know we are not witnessing. And actually we are not losing weight. When we go there. Because we're usually going out and eating a big meal that night. Because rarely do we cook. Do we actually slave over stoves to cook? Man of God, there is nothing in Scripture that says only the wife cooks. 
help your wife cook at times. Matter of fact, that could be fun. I enjoy that time, uh, that short time with Susan when we cook together. Though it was not God's will for us to marry, and it wasn't for us at that time, it wasn't for that time for me to leave Charlotte. When she had told me she loved me and she can go anywhere with me except Charlotte. Even to this day as a testimony to the Lord Jesus Christ. I knew that was his hand that was allowing that relationship to come apart. I, I myself probably would not have chosen that method. But would we have obeyed? If not... Even an ex-co-worker, I recall, telling me, well, luckily I would have found a job up closer to where she lived, still lives, actually, in the area, not in the same home, uh, and works in the same job, uh, in, in a similar job in the same employer, uh, and they uncovered, uh, We don't know. There's nothing in scripture. It's just, we've confused the term. Us men always leave our spouses. That don't mean we go to our wife's spouse. That goes for both. Remember that was that mystery was explained from Genesis two over in Ephesians chapter five. That was in relation to Christ in the church. If we actually rightly divide the whole counsel of God will notice in most cases the wife actually left her family and went and lived with her husband's family but then again we can look at it that as uh, they're both leaving their earthly families and clinging to the eternal family which they were part of before they got married hopefully both saved uh, and not unequally yoked into another one. As far as the children, are we teaching the children how to work? Males and the females. To a point. Are we teaching them uh, that the work will be hard? The work doesn't have to have a lot of money. There used to be salary caps when I graduated college in 85. Reasonable salary caps, naturally, CEOs had a higher salary because it was supposed to be more responsibility, which actually there is less responsibility now because now they put everything on the backs of uh, those under them. Very similar. Matter of fact, almost exactly to the T as what Pharaoh did and his taskmasters were charged to do. That's almost exactly to the T. Today's employers are exactly like the Egyptian employers. The Egyptian employer, actually there was only one employer, and that was Pharaoh himself. Back then, exactly. There can't be no dispute, no argument when we really divide. Consider that one. We, as long as we are on this earth, the curse is still here. Curse is no longer in us. Jesus is now in us. For us to believe in Christ Jesus. If you're not yet believing in Christ Jesus. If you're still struggling in your sins. Jesus did the work. It's done. It's complete. On the cross he says it is finished. And then he gave up the ghost. The ghost was the Holy Spirit. And went back to the Father. He went back to the Spirit. Went back to the Father. 
body went on the ground for three days, completed another work. He plundered Satan. Satan has no possessions anymore, except what God allows him to touch just for a moment to increase our faith, to bring us to complete surrender, complete brokenness, but it increases our faith. It's not for our destruction. It's for our edification and building up and strengthening us and getting us back and keeping us to the reliance of Almighty God. That's what, when we're out there, we should be thankful. If our jobs are too cushy, we may actually not be. Now, I can't say this for sure because I'm not God. I don't really want to be God. I can screw up with the responsibility I had. Imagine if we had the responsibility over the universe. We'd really screw that up. All of us. That would re- I'm not even going to think of that for <laughs> uh, But it just may be. If your job is too cushy, too easy, you actually may not be in the will of God. You may just be doing it. If, wives, if you so foolishly listen to the devil's little tempting care, that's all it is, it's just a care. It's like the dog racing. I used to go to the track up, run up the road. wasn't a heavy game though. I just like to watch the dogs <laughs> race. Even if I didn't bet money at it, I used to try and say, "Let's try to pick that one." I usually lost, by the way. Uh, they run with a stuffed rabbit on a stick or on a pole, and they're foolishly enough. That's how they can't. That's, there's an old that. Oh, wives' tale. I don't know if it was a wives' tale or maybe true. I don't know. That was I'm not that old. Uh, where they used to be, in order to get donkeys to perform their work, they'd have a carrot on a stick up ahead, so they always thought they were going at that one. Our carrot on a stick should be the Lord Jesus before saying, "Follow me, come this way." But we know we can actually reach out and touch it. They were not able to touch that kid. Those dogs were not able to touch that stuffed rabbit. They were never able to catch it. The devil's carrots, we are never able to catch. Our goal was the Lord Jesus. The high calling of what? God in Christ Jesus, as it says over in Philippians, as we are reminded. In our jobs, it's not that brass ring. The devil's stick for 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 us, men of God and women of God, whatever jobs you may be performing, is not the high salary. It's not the CEO spot. If God wants you in that spot, He'll eventually put you in that spot. If not, all the hard work in the world, you ain't going to get to. If you're working against God, He don't want you to be there. He's going to throw you know, stumbling blocks in our past to get us to say, Okay! I'm listening. You got my attention. But we don't. A lot of times, we'll learn how to hurdle those stumbling blocks, like a runner. I think what the um, was it the four hundred dash, four hundred yard dash out there where you jump hurdles out there. Sometimes I don't know that much about running. Oh uh, yeah, there's not running if I'm late for something. But we get the wrong goal in work. We're looking at the wrong price. We're looking at the wrong carrot, so to speak. Yeah. We are, instead of teaching our kids self, it's $7. You won't be able to buy a car, won't be able to house if God wants you to have it. Somehow he'll make a way. We don't want to bless others. We want to get everything for ourselves 
And then when we get it, my original goal is when I graduate college, it, I still get reminded to think about, to look at on occasion, was to be wealthy, financially independent, no debt. Well, no debt now, but God had to do it His way to break me to make sure I don't get in it again. And I'm still being tempted now. There are others that have a ton of money just sitting in the bank, don't even, not even hearing God's warnings of storing up those kinds of treasures. That brings upon disease. That will bring upon disease in the physical body, disease in the family. It will eventually, if not repented of, bring upon de- disease in the spiritual family. Our businesses now are dying. It's being given to those that are not afraid to work. You look at when the Israelites were sinning. The first people of God, our older brothers and sisters, were sinning against Him. God removed things from them and He gave it away. He gave it to those that would either hold it for them until they repented, which when they did, God brought them back into that place of rest again. Uh... Israel, our older brothers and sisters, are not yet back in that place of rest yet. They have yet to repent. But during that, between the 69th and the rapidly approaching 70th week uh, vision which was given to our brother Daniel, and that will be approached, our older brothers and sisters will be brought back into the branch. We'll be back, brought back into the kingdom. Between that time, we are the ones that receive the blessing. As non-Jews, we are the ones that have the blessing of salvation offered unto us. Many have received it, many have not. Only God knows the number. We can't judge. We have to preach to Jesus. We are not the judges. There are times when God wants us to judge righteousness. Judge. We are not to judge those that are in the world because they're in the world anyways. Right now, as long as we're living in the world, living in the world, they're already choosing condemnation. They're already condemned. But as far as I work, I see so many workers in Amazon. It's getting worse every year. We haven't seen the true economy because the political powers currently in place are hiding it. They want to get reelected, and I'm not just saying the one top person. I'm saying the entire administration, the entire body of administration that is, you know, we're just not going to vote for one position this year. We're going to vote for senators, representatives. They all, have you ever noticed, they all, you know, a bunch of them all seem to come up every year. There's always another one to come in. They want to get reelected. They're not going to say they don't have a plan. They have no clue. None of them, absolutely none of them, are listening to God. That's God's way to do it. We should be total equality in this country if we obey God. Total. There should not be no uh, white versus black churches. There should not be white against black. There should not be Hispanics. You know, against whites and blacks. There should not be, well, that's even racial, cultural. There should not be rich versus poor. The rich shouldn't be getting richer while the poor are getting poor at their expense. Because that's how they're doing it. It should be total equality. That was the initial 
plan of God back when. God brings us all through cycles so we don't become prideful. I believe that is one lesson for it. So we don't become, you know, because we will become comfortable. We will become prideful. If you study the scriptures that every time persecution came about, every time uh, they lost lands. Back then when farmers lost lands, they had no choice. When they lost crops, they had no choice but to relocate to somewhere else. That is just one way God gets us to move. However, we will try and keep people there. You know, mortgages bind people. They bind people there. When God says no debt, He doesn't need to say it. More than once, should he? Does he need to tell what he does? He will because he loves us. That what he didn't. He knew that many of us would say, well, he only mentioned that one time, you know, no debt. Uh, so he must not be serious about it. God only spoke one time and created everything. He spoke once to heaven, heaven, and the earth were made. Spoke one more time. Or took six days. Spoke one time each day. In each aspect of this universe. That we that is large. We can never study it all. Scientists keep thinking they discovered it all. God's the only one sitting on his throne that sees it all. But yeah, he sees us. Just saw another video. From a brother in Christ. That shows just a magnitude of our galaxies. We're, we're smaller than a pea pod. But yet God has all his attention on us. Many of us, that are, some of us are running and we're in church. We go to church every week and we're running from God. Jonah ran... Away from the, thought he could run away from the presence of God by going the opposite way from which he called. He didn't even run into a synagogue. He ran into a boat way down in the hull of it. There are some of us today that are running from work, that are running from God, and we're in the church. We're sitting every day hearing sound preaching. But each time we sit on a sound preaching, ignoring it, ignoring Him, our consciences are becoming seared. Every time we don't put aside our anger, our bitterness, our differences, our consciences become seared. Every time we get a promotion, we're taking we're usually taking another job from somebody else. Every time a CEO earns a bonus, it's not because revenue were, it was increased, because it's not. There's way more competition. Not everybody was supposed to start a company back in the 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Some of us are just that, just to be blessings within work. Every time we go to the boss because we see somebody praying you know praying over the food at lunchtime or we see two people quietly sitting over at another table reading the Bibles or because 
somebody else's child is taught to pray to pray to God and bless him and thank him for the food they're doing the lunch or sitting quietly over at another table. We go to the principal and say, Oh hey, we gotta be separation of church and God. That's another foolishy. Notice let us remember the denomination to that also. The denomination that wrote that letter to Thomas Jefferson about the separation to it. God is not separated from any aspect of our lives. He is to be Lord over every aspect of our lives. Work life, marital life, relationships, fellowship, every area of our lives. If He's not Lord in an area, then we're sinning against God. Period. We've all done it. I've done it. You've done it. All of us do. Our work life. There is over a hundred million people out of work. I've, well, I've almost, I've ignorantly allowed myself to be drawn into a dispute over those who say there's plenty of jobs out there for everybody. There's way more lazy people. They don't know everything. They don't know all 8 million people. They don't see that because the devil has blinded their eyes. And the bad part is, some of those are actually in the church. The devil can still blind the eyes for those that aren't saved sitting in the church every single day. I sat in the church every single weekend. And was still preaching up Jesus. They added to it. But it was still preaching from the word of God. Still reading a passage out of context, usually. But still, once that word of God is opened up, whether it's even if it's a false doctrine, the name of Jesus is still power. God will still be glorified, can still be glorified in it. So we need to stop looking at churches and say, "World, uh, love central, blessed, the church they came out of." But it's mostly world, worldly. You try and talk to some of those brothers and sisters outside the church about the Lord, and they say, oh, "I'm too busy. I got to run." That's a worldly church. When they're all about getting things, about getting money, that's a worldly church. When it's all about the goals, I've really yet to see a 100% sound body of Christ. I'm not even one myself. I want to be. I desire to be. I'm striving to be. And when we do, when we purpose in our heart, Paul, Peter, Philip, Stephen, right up to his death, they were our, their example. Jesus was our examples. He preached in the synagogue and outside the synagogue. He worked inside and he worked outside. Didn't say how God blessed his ministry with money. But you know the money bag was always there because Judas Iscariot was in charge of the money bag. Didn't see money change hands regarding the five loaves and fishes. And what was it? Two fishes. We didn't see that money change hands. It may have or it may have just been a blessing. We don't know. God doesn't want us looking at those areas. He's about looking as it come in. Yeah, he does have a scripture in there, a command for us to say a laborer is uh, worthy of his wages. But we shouldn't do it just for wages. We shouldn't expect, well, this is what the wages are in the world. We can't do, we can't do those salary surveys. 
Of Sarah's servers are of the devil. They're of man. What somebody's worth? Oh, our worth is nothing. Zero. Apart from Jesus Christ. Our work is nothing. Apart from Jesus Christ. The gospel is not the gospel. If Jesus is not it. Not the center of it. Not the focus. Not all of it. So I work again. I labor to get back. Why do we. Not, why do we let our American kids. Now there are some American young people out there. That sincerely want to work. I'm blessed to have. Many of them have my brothers and sisters. Love each other. I pray for them. I pray for open doors. But we have taught them to look for the easy work. Get that big college degree and then we get cushy jobs. That wasn't in scripture either. It does not surprise me when I read articles like this one. You know, about living is not easy. About people over in China where they can only, they only make, they claim a dollar, two dollars an hour. Have you ever noticed the source of that? That's probably American unions just trying to uh, make it look like Make it look like they're being forced into that. They willingly want to work. They got a lot more people than we do over in this country. They're blessed to have that job. They enjoy that job. And they don't even, most of them don't even know Jesus yet. They be praising Him even more getting up every day going to that job. Husbands and wives, they both work. Husbands may work harder, obviously, so the wives intend for the children. Wife may only work part time or whatever. They're blessed to live in the shacks that they live in, the tents that they live in. They live in yurts. Yurts, I think it's called in Mongolia. That's a tent. Would you be blessed with a tent? I'm blessed already with the van. If it's a pop up, didn't go along with it, I'll be blessed with that. I will praise God for that. I get a tent. If I live in a tent, I'll praise God for that. We have given a government now that is an Egyptian government that doesn't want it. Wants everybody in a mortgage home so the government can make money and grow bigger, so their fat salaries, fat pockets, so they can. Earn. Don't we know they're gonna get a cancer? They're gonna be a cancer on their families, on their friends. When they hoard up that money, when the rich that are hoarding up money, the trailers that are around here. They think, well, they work 30 years and they can get these $200,000 trailers. But how many people did they walk over? How many people did they push out in order to get that? There was a, there's enough jobs in this country for everybody, but the CEOs don't want to open them up. Because there's no revenue coming in. We're not seeing the real economy because we're keeping our eyes on a politician. Trying to get our man elected. Trying to get the right one so we can get wealthier. So we can have a namesake for ourselves. Our namesake is supposed to be Jesus Christ and Him alone. When did we leave that? We praise God for a job, but we have brothers and sisters out there that need a job. We have a big house, but in order to get that big house, we walked over other people. Knowingly or unknowingly, only God knows that.
we get promotions because somebody else was because five or six other people may have been pushed out of the way so they'll be able to afford that promotion. We need to wake up, people. We need to look. We give our kid a trust fund so they can have an easier life. They're going to have a worse life. They're going to life the best by the Satan right now. Trust funds are of the devil. Period. No good about it. They keep us from having that blessing of work. Getting out and letting sweat build upon their heads. I love this warehouse job. I bless the warehouse job. It's hard. People I work with. Most of them talk about the Lord out there. But they also gossip in the same church. And they, they talk about religion. It's like I'm around a bunch of uh, Pharisees, hypocrites. Which, I got parts of me in me that's just like them. We all got that aspect in us. It's called the flesh. It's called the fleshly nature. That ain't gone yet. I can easily stumble every single day. I walk out, I know I've walked into a pit. I walk, when I come out at work at 3.30 every morning, I know I've walked out of the mud. I've walked out of a pit. I feel dirty, feel slime, I've stumbled. I've said words, thought words, thought thoughts, weak, fellowship, exactly. But I praise God for each and every moment. I was blessed to be doing jobs in Jesus' name with a talent that He entrusted to me and was actually told that this is how much I would get for wages. Don't push. Don't ask. I've written it off because God wrote off, blessed me by writing off debts of my past. I don't want to, I want to remember the lesson of the unrighteous steward. When he was released of debts. What he did. The sin he committed. I don't want. I want to remember that lesson. And I don't want to do as he did. I could easily do it. The wages that. There's labors I've done without. I don't look at the labor. The labor in the Lord. Is what I want. Labor in the Lord. I want to see the fruit. For his kids. That he's entrusted to me. I want to see every single one of them. Receive that one seed, his seed, go take root in his fallow ground. Right now, as I see, I've seen the seeds that the birds ate, and we know that's Satan. I've seen the seeds that caught up in thorns. I've seen the seeds that caught up in stony. Some of them, God is blessing me at times. To see that seed that is in the fallow ground. One seed. That's all it is. Seed that was in Abraham. This is seed that was in Adam. Seeds in each and one of us. We all look back in our lives. We can all see. We can probably see. At God's grace and mercies. The seeds that were in our thorns. That were sown amongst the thorns. The seed that was sown on the rocky ground. We all had a part of it. We all see that seed. Because it quit as soon as persecution. As soon as worldly things come up. We flee from the Lord a little bit. But we're also seeing his seed. We're seeing Jesus Christ. Get a hold of us. Jesus says no one or nothing. Can ever snatch us out of his hand. And will ever. Our grip will weaken. At times. His grip will not. 
it stays strong. The one God of the universe, the one creator of the universe, loves us. He provides us laborers opportunities. Some may be short, some may be long. We never know. We get to also remember that scripture says, you know, what Jesus tells us the way to think that if we live, if we go to the city, uh, and if we live, we want to do this until the Lord tarries. Not, we're going to go here and get a lot of money. We're going to buy this home, lock ourselves in here for the rest of our lives until we die. Do we know how many, think about this, my whole family lived and died within the Northeast region, New England region. Never went out. My granddad was 15 years old, stepped out alone. Left his family, hopped the old proverbial freight train, ended up in North Isles, Massachusetts. Working in a shoe factory, 16 years old. Met my grandma a couple years after that, but then they stayed in that area. They went out and visited the family for about a week or so in Oklahoma, or I think they went to California to visit you know, family members. But then they left, you know, but then they returned back home. Whereas in the scriptures, it says pretty much we are tied to one area. Persecution rises, job losses. I've lost jobs, gained jobs. I've seen doors open immediately when I used to lose jobs. Some of them I quit. Some, you know, because of pride, self-centeredness. Some of them I lost jobs. More likely because it was questioning integrity. I was uncovering theft. Those are usually jobs we will get fired from. If we uncover a theft in work, will we just sweep it under the rug? Like a lot of like the religious would tell us to do? Oh, well, don't worry about them. You know, God will heal that in this time. Do we know we're not taking that sin upon ourselves when we do that? We're making ourselves privy to that? Just for a paycheck? Or will we stand up for righteousness, for justice? We see another brother getting beaten, or sister getting beaten. Are we going to go to the other side? Or are we going to go back and sit in our cars or sit in our nice cushy church? We're going to do something? If we know our employee is hiring, and we know there's a brother that's a hard worker, are we not going to try to bring them in there? We say, oh, well, you know, this brother's a little bold, you know, in his witness. Uh, I'm afraid he may embarrass me, or she may embarrass me. Instead of buying Christmas gifts for uh, earthly family members this year, is there somebody, is there a neighbor that needs? Is there an eternal family member that has a need? Whatever God gives us is supposed to be loose enough in our hands to flow right out as He presents the needs. And yes, we do have to stay in His Word in order so we know the needs. Has He not promised, we cannot now give Him. Why should these people be dependent upon welfare? Dependent upon the government? When the church of the living God here is still on earth isn't the power that is supposed to be filling us every single day, leading us, guiding us, strengthening us every single day, the exact same power as Second Thessalonians reminds us, which is holding back 
the spirit of Antichrist from coming in fully. We know what it's going to be like down here. Those seven years when we're out of the way and the spirit of God is pulled back. Takes us out of the way and pulled back. Why do we still want people to go through that? Just read an article. I'm still pondering it. I haven't forwarded it yet. I'm still pondering exactly for what the words that God wants to give us. And wants to give me in it. We got in New York. They're feeling hopeless. They're feeling they've lost everything. What are they going to do? Some of our ancestors lost everything several times over. Some lost farms. Some lost homes. Some lost, many lost positions. Some lost child. It was God's timing. We know death is always imminent. Death is always with us now. Physical death, I mean. Not spiritual death. That don't have to be. That's a choice. I work. If you recently lost a job, you sure you're supposed to stay in Charlotte? It's just somebody you're still supposed to bless in spite of it. We confuse the term stewardship with hoarding. We have done it. And I'm saying we because I'm very much as guilty as each of us are of that. In one form or another, we have committed hoarding. We have saved. Gaston wants to bless whether we have have a little. Remember the woman when uh, she gave her all. The woman to give two bits to the church in the temple plate. The others were given access. She gave her all. That was her entire life. That was probably that day's dinner. We don't know. We're not told that. It was indicated. It was implied that it was like that. But again, it's not how you look at work. You're looking at your work just because, you know, if it's easy, you think that's a blessing. It may or may not be. I'm not the one to say that. But when we study the scriptures, they all worked hard. Even the machinery now with farmery, the John Deere's, have gotten greedy. Trying to make life a little easier for farmers. Our ancestors didn't have that stuff. Most of the plows were handmade. They used oxen. They used horses. Probably Persians are the most workhorses. I know some, but not a lot of them. I can't tell the difference between a lot of them. Because I'm only a rider in a rodeo cowboy, as some of my camp counselors have witnessed that day. Those that haven't been on a horse since. But again, if you're part of one's living in a trust fund, have you worked? Why did you leave? You may not have been in the job that God intended you to have. Textbook knowledge doesn't make us qualified to do a job. Never has, never will. The book knowledge of God has never caused us to really know God. It's the living relationship. Same thing with our families. A letter, a weekly phone call, uh, didn't cause us to know our mom and da- our mom and dads or our children. It's in relationship with them. Our eternal family 
Remember, wives and husbands will not be married in the kingdom of heaven when we're there. We'll all be married to Christ Jesus. We'll all be one at that point. There'll be total unity. Perfect unity. Now there can be total unity but not perfect yet. Because we still got different personalities. Do you know your wife just because you got a piece of paper saying you're married? Do you know your husband because you got a piece of paper saying you're married? You know him because you're in a relationship. Do you know the body of Christ just because you're on a membership role at a particular church? Is that the way you know we're supposed We're supposed to know them because we're in a relationship with them. When one cries, they all cry. When one hurts, they all hurt. When one has a need, the others get up. If our earthly families have a need, we do what we can to meet it. That ain't even happening anymore in America either. America was blessed at that point one time. Remember back in the 1700s when it was our farmland, when a community, when a church community had a need, the men and women all together, the women cook, you know, either cook, make all kinds of food to make sure they were stocked up, cans, whatever, canned goods, cooked up so it wouldn't spoil. There's a lesson in there that has to do with uh, the man from heaven out there, but it's not clear and and applying it at this moment but it's there the man wouldn't help plow when the husband got hurt or something like that uh, and couldn't meet his harvest the others got up together and assisted them they brought their own plows their own tractors that was community that's gone that should at least be what are we told in there that we should love one another Love one another, just don't saying we love them and just let them go upon their way. Love them also, it's not with the mouth, but it's with actions. Are saved by grace, by faith. It starts with action in the heart, only by the Spirit of God. We can't move that Spirit. We can't make somebody be saved. We can't change somebody's heart. Spirit of God has to change it first. Then when they get the gospel presented to them, God will enable them to receive it. Repent and turn from the old way. We can't repent of ourselves. Never has been. Nowhere is it in scripture. But the love of God is not just in words only. God came. It was also in action. Our love for one another is not just supposed to be in words. It's supposed to be in actions. I ain't got that one right either. Our work life is not just supposed to be in words. It's supposed to be in action. CEOs right now are sinning against God. They're working for... They're working directly for the devil right now. They're working for themselves. They're believing Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapter 4. It was a little bit longer than I wanted to go and I apologize for that. Some of it was tangents. Love y'all. Jesus name.